Hello and welcome to the Dr. Jones Podcast. This is episode 77. In today's podcast, I'm discussing a cat testing positive for COVID-19 and showing clinical signs in Belgium. Homemade pet-friendly disinfectants that work for COVID-19. Lastly, dogs that are being used to sift out people sick with the coronavirus. Veterinary Secrets is on all your favorite podcast apps, including iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. I'd love it if you subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. Lastly, I encourage you to get a copy of my free book. It's at veterinarysecrets.com forward slash news. Now let's get right into today's podcast. Let's start with an update on COVID-19 worldwide. Currently, there are reported 884,000 cases with 44,000 deaths and 185,000 people have recovered. The USA is now the number one country in the world with 189,000 cases. That's followed second with Italy with 105,000, 102,000 in Spain, 81,000 reported in China, 75,000 in Germany, 52,000 in France, uh, down to 8,600 reported in Canada. COVID-19 is caused by a coronavirus. There are large family of viruses. Some cause illness in people and others cause illness in certain types of animals. Coronaviruses that infect animals may be able to mutate and infect people and this is what has happened with COVID-19. We don't have evidence to suggest that imported animals or animal products pose a risk for spreading the virus. Coronaviruses, there are large family of viruses. You know, some of these can cause cold-like illnesses in people, where others cause illness in certain types of animals, such as cattle, camels, and bats. It is thought that with the current current coronavirus, it originated within bats, spread to another animal. Um, there is a type of almost looks like a type of ant eater uh, that, for whatever reason, like these fairly benign animals uh, live in Southeast Asia whatever reason, their scales are seen as important for certain soups along with the animals themselves and they're actually consumed live. And for whatever reason, like there are certain uh, cultures that value this, you know, they got, they, they were, had these animals are being sold at these live animal, at live animal markets. This is this uh, wild animal, which now is, you know, their populations are, are not only threatened, now what has happened, you know, they've now transmitted this disease obviously inadvertently themselves uh, they would be quite happy to be just living in the forest eating ants but for whatever reason you know humankind has got the best best of ourselves and now we have this serious pandemic worldwide but what about our dogs and cats you know to the best of current scientific knowledge can you get coronavirus or give it to them your dogs or cats and this comes from dr john williams no i think the idea that we're going to give this virus to our pets or we're going to get it from them is just nonsense you know, he's chief of pediatric infectious diseases at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center Children's Hospital in Pittsburgh. And he's saying it's not just his opinion. I'm a virologist and infectious disease doctor. And I'm just saying there's no scientific evidence for that. And another infectious disease expert, Dr. William Schaffner, a professor of preventive medicine and infectious disease at Vanderbilt, says the same thing. I'm going to debunk that as well. We don't have to worry about pets. This virus now likes people, and data is showing that it is not spreading among pets or farm animals. Then we have some issues that have come up around a few animals testing positive. First, there was that elderly Pomeranian, I spoke about this last week, uh, tested positive uh, for COVID-19 in Hong Kong about two weeks ago. Um, The dog was forced to go in quarantine. Unfortunately, after being released from quarantine, it died. 
it, at no time did it ever show any clinical signs of COVID-19. It's more likely this, this elderly dog had other, uh, other complicating uh, health conditions. It died of that. Uh, German Shepherd has since tested positive in Hong Kong. Once again, never showing any clinical signs of COVID-19. And more recently, health officials in Belgium say that a pet cat appears to have contracted COVID-19 from her owner, although they emphasize human-to-pet transmission seems to be extremely rare. Recently, the veterinary medicine faculty in Liege reported that a coronavirus infection had been determined in a cat. The cat lived with their owner who started showing symptoms of the virus, this cat's owner, about a week before the cat did. The cat had diarrhea and breathing trouble, and researchers have sub- subsequently found a novel coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2, which causes the disease COVID-19 in her feces. As of Saturday, both the cat and her owner were reportedly doing well. We want to stress that this is an isolated case, uh, the researcher and veterinarian Van Cook said. Additionally, in this case, we're talking about a human-to-animal transmission, not the other way around. There are no indications that this is common. But the risk of animal to human transmission is extremely small. To put this into perspective, you know, their IDEX has done thousands of tests for COVID-19 in dogs and cats. Guess what? They found zero cases. Is there no scenario where we might contract this virus, say from a pet, say from its fur? So in theory, if a patient with the virus in their nose rubbed their nose and got a bunch of virus on their hand, then petted their dog. And then another family member petted that dog in the exact same place and then rubbed their nose. Maybe they could transmit it. But, you know, once again, for some people, they're just more concerned. And here's a couple of different veterinarians' takes on it as far as, you know, what they're doing, say, to decrease the chance of their staff themselves getting infected in clinics, where a number of people are coming in, they're bringing in animals, their animals are sick. So they're saying, if someone coughs on my pet, could I get COVID-19 from their fur? And this Dr. Dory Black says, this is where it gets a little bit difficulty. Yes, if someone infected with COVID-19 coughed over a dog, virus in that droplet can survive for three and a half to four hours. So for my staff, when we receive a pet, we actually take a cloth that has been sprayed with one of the common antivirals we use, you know, such as 70% uh, isopropyl alcohol or soap and water, and we do a very gentle wipe down of the fur, but not the animal's face. Dr. Brian Bird said the limited studies that are available have put the new coronavirus on solid surfaces and has shown the virus can remain infectious for a period of hours to a couple of days. As far as we know, there have been no control experiments on fur. And if people are concerned about potential exposure, you could just bathe your dog or cat in regular soap or shampoo that's appropriate for your pet. So what should you do? What should pet parents do? You know, embrace your pets. Our pets are so key and important to us and they play such a key, key, key psychosocial role, right? Now is not the time to social distance from your dogs or cats. It's the time to social distance from people. You know, the human animal bond is just so important for animal health, but it's so important for our own health as well. You know, especially now we're working from home, we're socially distant from people. We can get so much from walking with our dogs and cats keeping our distance from people, going for walks, playing ball in the backyard, whatever you can to do. It's so key to our own mental health. So my one key takeaway there, social distance from people, don't social distance from your dogs and cats. The second part of today's podcast, I did a YouTube video on this. I've had a number of pet parents ask, what is safe for me? Can can you give me a suggestion around a, a homemade or safe pet friendly disinfectant? Well, I want to talk about three things here. First of all, the single biggest thing you can do, say, for your hands to prevent yourself from getting COVID-19 
is using soap and water. When you lather up soap, especially with, with hot water, the soap itself breaks down the external layer of the virus. The outside layer is called the, the envelope of the virus. It's made up of lipids, and guess what they respond to? They break down with soap. So soap in hot water, you lather it up, you rub your hands with running water for 20 seconds, that's going to break down the outer layer of the virus, that's going to kill it. A great ideal natural soap for you to use that is really safe for your dogs and cats is called Castile soap. Number two, a homemade hand sanitizer. So the most effective uh, hand sanitizer is using uh, rubbing alcohol or isopropyl alcohol. If you can, get yourself 100% rubbing alcohol, three quarters of a cup. Then dilute that with a quarter cup of aloe vera gel. So there you've got 75% rubbing alcohol, 25% aloe vera gel. That now And that, that is now an effective and proven antiviral effective against COVID-19. And then to add in, to make it actually smell much nicer, make it even potentially more effective, you can add in 20 drops of lavender oil. That is a great effective homemade hand sanitizer that is effective at killing the virus and also uh, gives some nice rehydration to your hands. Number three, what is a pet-friendly disinfectant? The most effective pet-friendly disinfectant is hydrogen peroxide just regular three percent hydrogen peroxide so you can spray that on the grocery bags you can spray that on the door handles you can spray that throughout your house the biggest thing is you're leaving it on that area for five minutes the thing about hydrogen peroxide is it's safe for our dogs and cats and it breaks down into oxygen and water and that all three of those things that is what i have been using in my own home the last part of today's podcast is some really good news. Could dogs join the fight against COVID-19? You know, so could man's best friend play a role in preventing the spread of this disease? After recently collaborating to prove that our canine friends can be trained to detect malaria, the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, medical detection dogs, and Durham University aim to find out. The team has begun preparations to intensively train dogs so they could be ready in six weeks to help provide a rapid non-invasive diagnosis towards the tail end of this epidemic. Increasing coronavirus testing is key and the team has approached the government about how dogs can play a role in the fight against the disease. The researchers believe that the dogs could supplement ongoing testing by screening for the virus accurately and rapidly, potentially triaging up to 250 people per hour. Professor James Logan, head of the Department of Disease Control at LSTHTM and director of Artex says, Our previous work has demonstrated that dogs can detect odors from people with a malaria infection with extremely high accuracy, above the WHO standards for a diagnostic. It's early days for COVID-19 odor detection, and we don't know if COVID-19 has a specific odor yet, but we do know that other respiratory diseases change our body odor, so there's a good chance that it does. And if it does, dogs will be able to detect it. This new diagnostic tool can revolutionize our response to COVID-19. Dogs searching for COVID-19 will be trained in the same way as those dogs already trained to detect diseases, such as cancer, Parkinson's, and bacterial infections. By sniffing samples in the training room and indicating which contains the disease or infection. They are also able to detect subtle changes in temperature of the skin, so it could potentially tell if someone has a fever. 
Once trained, dogs could also be used at ports of entry to identify travelers entering the country infected with the virus or be deployed in other public spaces. Dr. Claire Gass, CEO and co-founder of Medical Detection Dogs, says, in principle, we're sure the dogs could detect COVID-19. We're now looking into how we can safely catch the odor of the virus from patients and present it to the dogs. The aim is that dogs will be able to screen anyone, including those who are asymptomatic, and tell us whether or not we need to be tested. This would be a fast, effective, and non-invasive and make sure that you know, all these other health companies, these health resources, are not so diminished and are only used when really needed. Uh, Professor Steve Lindsay at Durham University says this, if the research is successful, we could use COVID-19 detection dogs at airports at the end of the epidemic to rapidly identify people carrying the virus. This would prevent the re-emergence of the disease after we have brought the present epidemic under control. Lastly, I want to leave you with one big thing here, 10 tips to help reduce COVID-19 anxiety. I'm dealing with it. I suspect you're dealing with it as well. And it's really helped me. First of all, focus on things you can control, such as your thoughts and behaviors. You know, keep the big picture in mind. Humankind's going to survive this. Remember that the size of the news coverage may not be equal to the size of the threat. Let wisdom and logic guide you. Turn to reputable sources for your news. Control how often you check the latest news. Model peaceful behavior for those around you. Evaluate your own health behaviors and be a model for others, including children. Are you feeling too isolated? Maintain digital connections with people. And then just don't let fear influence your decisions, such as hoarding supplies. But now more than ever, this is my sort of last big takeaway, I think this is a time to cherish. Cherish the time you get to spend with your dog and cat. It's so good for our mental health, and honestly, it's been so good for mine. Lastly, as a way of giving back to you during this COVID-19 pandemic, I have a large membership site which includes all the information I've ever published, includes all my videos, all of these podcasts, all of my books that I've ever, ever written, including my best-selling book, Veterinary Secrets, Natural Health for Dogs and Cats, all of my approved recipes, my pet food secrets uh, diet book, my pet first aid secrets book, all my previous recorded webinars and teleseminars, and teleseminars. All of this is now going to be available for, for free during this COVID-19 pandemic. So to get access to all of this, you're going to need to enter your name and email address. But what you can do is go to www.theonlinevet.com forward slash free trial. And I'll put a link to this under the description box of the podcast. Then one last thing. If you can, it'd be great for you to help me out. I'm actually currently offering 15% off all of my supplements, all of my information, all of my books, all all my material in my online store. To do that, in terms of helping your pet, helping save 15%, and helping support our mission of providing free holistic dog and cat care information to empower pet parrots around the world, you can go to my online store. It's at drjonesnaturalpet.com. Once there, you can save 15% on everything. So once again, well, thanks for listening to this edition of my podcast. I hope you found it helpful. I'd love to hear your feedback. Once you can either post after the podcast, I post every podcast on the blog at veterinarysecrets.com forward slash blog, or you can send me an email at podcast at veterinarysecrets.com. Once again, thanks for listening. It's Dr. Jones.